someone who's special. It's sweetheart's day. Hello, Avalor. Welcome back to another episode of The Magic Within, your podcast resource for all things Elena of Avalor. We come to you tonight with a very special podcast princess tradition that we are so excited to share with you all. So in honor of Valentine's Day or the Avalor equivalent, Sweetheart's Day, there must be something in the air because we, the podcast princesses, are talking ships. Elena of Avalor ships to be exact. No, not the Wayfarer or the Royal Cruiser, but (laughs) all things relation ships. So welcome. (laughs) We have the ultimate top 10 list of Elena of Avalor crack ships. A sneaky little analysis on the relation dynamic of some of our favorite OTPs and so much more. So joining me in our discussions tonight are our podcast princesses, both new and old. Um, yeah. So first off, we have Lady C. Hi, everyone. It's Chrissy from New Zealand. Lady A. Hi, guys. It's Amelia from Oregon. Coming back to join us once more, Lady K. Hi, everyone. It's Kika from California. And for the first time ever, we're excited to welcome Lady R. Hi, it's Rachel, also from Oregon. Oregon is the place to be. (laughs) (laughs) It really, it's a good place. (laughs) And last but not least, we have Lady B. That's me. I'm Becky coming to you from Germany. So as a podcast, we generally try... To keep the shippiness at a minimum, of course, try is the key word. I'm sure you all are aware by now that we are hopeless oftentimes, especially when it comes to our personal faves. That being said, hashtag spoiler alert. Tonight we are having a bit of fun and turning our focus towards shipping because, well, there's something in the air. So if you aren't interested in the topic of shipping, that is, this is your fair warning. So don't worry, we'll be back in business next time. But for now... Let's talk about love always. (laughs) So, (laughs) as mentioned, the theme of the episode is ships. And as a disclaimer, we'd like to clarify that we are absolutely aware that there are no canon pairings involving Elena as it stands, and even some of the others are debatable. But that does not stop us from having fun. With that in mind, let's jump into one of our all-time favorite things that we love to discuss in the fandom, crack ships. Yay! <laughs> yeah, definitely one of my favorite things to do as a fandom, particularly on our Discord server, is come up with some of the seemingly most random pairings you can imagine. Especially when I leave this Discord sometimes, come back three days later, I don't know what happens sometimes. <laughs> some actually that make a lot more sense, and some that are right downright hilarious. Either way, here in the EOA fandom, we love our crack chips. <laughs> that is for sure. And so without further ado, here are our top 10 Elena of Avalor Crackships, as voted on by our friends here on the Fandom Discord server. All right. So coming in at number 10, we have Rafa and Esteban. And I thought this one was really cute, especially considering their like off-screen dynamic and moving on up with the whole plant thing. That was funny. And that horrible <laughs> Esteban. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Opposite the tracks, one likes plants, one doesn't like plants. Yeah. Oh my exactly. gosh. Exactly. Of all the parallels. That's awesome. Oh, mama. Coming in at number nine is Val, Alonzo, and Chloe. So the OT3. <laughs> Even though there was a huge hint of an Alonzo and Val romance potentially blooming in Coronation Day. It didn't stop the fandom from adding in Chloe as well. <laughs> it's so wholesome. <laughs> okay, coming in at number eight, we have, um, and this one is on behalf of my kids, Ixlan and Esteban. <laughs> I need to know the origin of this. <laughs> okay, tell. So, right? <laughs> this I'm one, wholly fascinated. <laughs> This one was before Coronation Day, actually, um, sometime between Lightning Warrior and Coronation Day. I can't exactly remember, but I was talking to my nine-year-olds about their favorite ships. And they, you know, they're like, Elaine and Mateo and, you know, Flo and Of course, whoever. naturally. And, well, of course, you know, like mother, like daughter, right? <laughs> and then just 
out of nowhere, they're like, oh, we like Ixlot and Esteban. And then they like fell to the floor and laughing. So they apparently <laughs> understand the concept of crash. <laughs> but then you're the teaching them well, well Becky. <laughs> gotta start them young. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so you can imagine their absolute delight when on coronation day, um, Ixlan ends up like holding Esteban like a baby. <laughs> well, they're both lightning, so they yes. totally could work. Yes, so. <laughs> There in a nutshell is where, at least in our household, where Ixlan and Esteban came from. <laughs> well, I'm glad it wasn't that body slam she did to him on coronation day. No, oh my although God. that highly amused them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming at number seven is Naomi and Marisa. I mean, Sailor and Sarena, the ultimate fantasy shipping OTP. <laughs> yes. And then enemies to lovers. I mean, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's all, a good one. A all good the good trip. tropes. <laughs> so coming in, uh, we have at number uh, six. It is Ixlan and Amale. Um, this one was really cute at first. Like, like the nerdy buff girl, uh, nerdy buff like girlfriends. Like that was adorable. And then someone suggested <laughs> long lost lovers, and I'm like, oh, that hurts because like, oh, <laughs> Amelie's in the fair world, and Ixlan's, you know, there, and I'm like, ah. Oh. You know what they kind of reminded me of when I saw this? It kind of reminds me of like you know, um, Hector and Imelda from Co-Ozvaitu, how they're separated, oh, they have a friend oh, and they're oh, no. but they're reunited forever in the afterlife. Uh, oh, you're just oh bringing all God. the feels, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she does. <laughs> She's good at it. And then at number five, right? Um, he's <laughs> I <love> sorry. <laughs> I laugh every time. I can't even say <laughs> oh, I'm going to compose myself. Esteban and Bully. <laughs> oh, Bully. Oh, Nothing screams chaos more than this crack ship. You can't believe it. Uh, man, literally from one little scene where Bully is carrying Esteban and somehow he managed to pair the least chaotic person to the most chaotic in the universe. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Man, we were coming up, what was it? It was just... He just like set sail from there. We were like coming up with scenarios like, well, what happened if Vuli was cooking for Esteban? And then like if Yolo turned <laughs> if Yolo turned Esteban to a cat and Vuli would just lose his mind. Man, <laughs> we're crazy for this crazy crack ship. <laughs> yeah, remember what I said about earlier about leaving Discord for a couple of days and coming back not knowing what happened? <laughs> this is what the case in point. <laughs> and so at number four, I get the very shameless pleasure of talking about the number four shift, Marzell and Carla. Oh, I love this one. Yes. <laughs> this is a really popular one. I'm super one. excited <laughs> that this one's... I know. I remember I just came up with them last year because I was like, I want to come up with something different. And I'm glad their dynamics stuck really well for people. So <laughs> It did. I mean, the whole like Little Mermaid thing you came up for with them was just chef's kiss. <laughs> yes i'm still in love with that whole au that you came up with i was like this is so perfect this needs to be this needs to have more like content you know okay, <laughs> i loved definitely. it yeah well after i after I recover from 2020 hopefully i'll be able to <laughs> <laughs> mood isn't that a mood yes 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 <laughs> um and then at number three we get to talk about alonzo and chloe oh. And I remember, I remember the ship specifically because Georgia woke me up at like seven o'clock, seven a.m. my time, and was like, "Rachel, I'm a fickly. How would this work with your history knowledge?" And I'm like, "No, you can't ask me that. Like, I have to make an answer." And there goes the research. <laughs> I know it's my favorite pastime, but yes. I do love them, though. I think they're very sweet, wholesome people who have a lot to grow and a lot to learn. And if they do it with each other, I ain't complaining as as long <laughs> as long pen pals and stuff like that. So, and oh my gosh, guys! At number two, listen to this: is Tito <laughs> and Salma the guitar. Like this got number two. Did I <laughs> think like fifty crack ships. Oh my gosh! But oh, Tito, he loves that guitar. <laughs> no, we 
<laughs> we need to do a poll to see which one's more popular, Tito times the guitar or Esteban and the plant. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. <laughs> the no. ultimate showdown. Right? We just have to know. I mean, if we're okay with this relationship, I might as well go marry my coffee maker right now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes. I'm just thinking this is like the AOA version of like the guy in his car, but it's his guitar. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think Francisco particularly could relate to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They could bond over their love of guitars. Yes. <laughs> It's so unlikely. (laughs) Such a fun pair. Uh, But that leads us to our number one pairing out of all the crack ships, which is Victor and Rafa. And so I really like this dynamic because I think one of the reasons the fandom has jumped on board with it so much is because it creates like a very chaotic family with Mateo and Carla becoming like stepbrother and stepsister. <laughs> and it's just so fun to like think about and just have them have that like sibling dynamics, which they already kind of share in my opinion. And also I feel like it'd be just a really sweet love story between Victor and Rafa because they both have stuff in common. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think it's just, it's a good idea and it should happen, you know? Oh, I absolutely. think it does happen off screen for sure. Oh, definitely. It's <laughs> when Jenny drew that picture of them, it like sealed the deal for me. <laughs> right. That was perfect. Right. Like Rafa and Victor being so in love and then Carla and Mateo like, do we have to be in this picture? <laughs> <laughs> right. Just the family Christmas picture at the end. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and then the whole. Well, I think this was the number one crack ship from last year too. So it's still going strong, was baby. It? Yes. <laughs> That's encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> number one for the second year running <laughs> and again this one won by quite a lot so we love the ships but the found family makes it stronger <laughs> yes. and you know what's funny because right after coronation day you know how everyone who had their hopes set on whatever was like oh the dances at the end like sunk all my ships and so i put on the crack ship rafa times king toshi like no one voted for it because they did dance at the end together they did dance at the end but this is one of those like exceptions where everyone's like nope we're sticking with our crack ship she's with victor And then we have some honorable mentions, just for fun. I didn't make the top 10, but they were just too good to exclude. And so we have Flo and Ziloko. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's been a while since I've heard these names. And then we have Ash and the Grand Macaw. It's a uh, creative. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> really, he's mine, Kronk. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, the lever crunk long never. And then we have Zipolote and Lord Elrod. Who put that in there? Come on. That was like the most random suggestion. Made me laugh. (laughs) I guess they're like the two most evil people, so it only makes sense to put them together, I I guess. Right? (laughs) Makes sense to me. It's like putting Shariki and Ash together. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) You've just invented a new crack ship, Becky. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have Peely and Ziloko. Yes. And then, yeah. And then we have Skylar and Vestia. That would be a good one. (laughs) She came full circle. And then we have (laughs) Hool and Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. The dynamics for that. (laughs) You're standing in my sun. Oh, sorry. Would you like a churro? Oh, Oh, yeah. And then, oh. This is a good character. I kind of forgot about him. Bronzino and King Hector. (laughs) Oh, so funny. I feel like they would just be competing the whole time. (laughs) Oh, and then our final one. Oh my gosh. I 
<laughs> Our final one is Esteban and Catra from She Ra, the yes. Princess of Power. <laughs> so we're doing a crossover here, guys, yeah. and putting the two morally gray characters together because, you know, why not? Why not? <laughs> it's great. I think that's the antithesis of crack ships. Why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> why the heck not? They'd be cute. <laughs> we had so many great and crazy crack ships. And honestly, it was really hard to vote. We had 49 to pick from in the Super Bowl. It was especially hard since with a creative enough mindset, you can come up with a really, really interesting story for any of these pairings. But please use these cracking crack ships <laughs> for any fan art and fanfic inspirations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, speaking of pairings, let's take a moment to talk about the series finale. Um, As mentioned before, um, certain events within the final episode sparked a huge wave of shipping fever. And I totally just made that up, but I think it's kind of accurate. (laughs) Particularly the coronation scene and the last dance. And there have been many that insist that the events of the last five minutes of the finale invalidate dozens of other potential ships, regardless of past history. And I've seen some people get pretty unkind about it. So my question to y'all is, discussion question time, um, what, in your opinion, are the limits to shipping with regards to quote-unquote canon, if any? Well, I don't know about you all, but I think I definitely follow the uh, Captain Barbosa philosophy of there are more guidelines than actual rules, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I was saying, I feel like so long as, like, I guess the, the right words would be, like, I mean, there. I feel like there are no limits, uh, even if it is canon or not. I mean, it's all about it, about you enjoying it. Like, like, what do you take out of it? And if you find this enjoyable, then then have a good time. Don't let anybody stop you. Mm-hmm. Um, that is unless you know if you're being like you know mean about it. Like you said, like forcing it on on others to like think this is how it ended. Um, and like. And then, like you said, being unkind about it and harassing. And then I guess that's where that's definitely where the limit is, is like how far will you take it and how, how mean are you going to be about it? Um, but if you're, you know, if you're respectful, and then, yeah, I guess go for it no matter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like the reason alternate universe exists in AU is so that you can still have fun with the characters and, like, ship people in, like, different scenarios, even outside of canon. It doesn't have to be. Like, mm-hmm. I know canon's supposed to be, like, you know, canon. It's, like, what makes it true to the story, apparently. But there's also all that area outside where you can still have your creative license. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the real magic of shipping sometimes lies, is in the creativeness and making the AUs and different storylines and different uh, situations that you can put the characters in. And so I feel like uh, that exists so that people can have fun and be able to ship uh, what they want in that aspect and so I think there's not really too many limits up within canon mm-hmm. as long as you aren't doing it like inappropriately or anything like mm-hmm. that but that's my penny's worth of that <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say like um specifically with regards to canon and the finale um if it was just one person that she singled out to be the next level up, then that would definitely be seen as canon. But since there were three, I sort of think that the EOA team played it to everyone's favor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I, so we couldn't just single out one person. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think you see this new trend in a lot of media where the creative team, and I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but it seems to be, um, trendy to um, leave things wide open and hint at different things, um, but mm-hmm. allowing the fandom to make of it what they will. Um, so, and I think that is yeah, certainly true like here. That. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I kind of, I kind of see yeah. it as from the finale, like the fandom, as far as shipping goes, broke into like three or four or a million different like crossroads. <laughs> And everyone just takes the that they want, or all of them, because that's the fun of it. Yeah, um, I remember there was this uh, great line I saw on Tumblr, of course, of all places from somewhere, and I really feel bad I didn't save it. 
But I remember it said something along the lines of, we ship certain characters because we believe there is a story to tell. Yes. I think that totally mm, rings true in a lot of things. And, you know, being largely yeah. a fanfic writer, you know, everything I write isn't canon, but, you know, the work I do or what work people do shouldn't be seen as anything less. And if anything, I think we can all get behind that EOA was created with an amazing world and well-defined characters, that there is no limit to what shit can come in stories to create. Absolutely. Dynamic really speaks to all of us. So why should we want anything from that? Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. <laughs> and I was going to add, uh, let's, let's not forget too, like people are also, you know, creating OCs as well. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of hard to make canon. Yeah. So you really, really got to, mm-hmm. you definitely has to be, I feel like it's, it's definitely a, a limitless uh, topic when it comes to shipping because you never know. Uh, I mean, we got we got the shipping of Stan with, with Katra, so I mean, anything goes at this point. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. No, I think that's a really great point, and you know what? Hats off to all of y'all out there who do have OCs, because I've seen such like detailed and creative and like well fleshed out original characters and um, <laughs> and it's amazing I am not that creative <laughs> so I just I think that's I think that's awesome and I just that's always been my um, stance from day one is come on let's be a fandom and let's create things together um, the more content the better <laughs> but let's all get along too at the same time that would be great <laughs> all right Well, with all that being said, let's shift gears. And by the way, guys, those were some excellent points. Great discussion. But now let's shift gears and take a moment to talk about some of our all-time favorite quote-unquote canon ship fuel moments. And by canon, we mean moments between characters that actually happened on screen that could be interpreted as shippy. And I think we can all agree that season three had a lot of material for anyone who enjoys the not-so-subtle art of shipping. (laughs) And the great thing for the fandom Mm -hmm. as a whole is that there was literally at least a little something for everyone. Like, nothing was left out. It was really pretty cool. Um, The following are just a few of the moments that set the ship spoilers channels on our server on fire. (laughs) And so I'll start <laughs> off with one of my still to this day all-time favorite moments. That moment in the Lightning Warrior when Naomi says about Elena and Mateo, yeah, that's kind of their thing. <laughs> like, I think oh. Eliteo, anyone who ships Eliteo, like, with any shred of whatever, morsel, whatever, like, died that day. <laughs> it's true they have a thing even if it is the dorkiest weirdest thing ever they have a thing (laughs) it's great I think that was like the last line of the episode too so it was like oh yeah before we leave here's some feels bye Yeah. (laughs) it's like a drive by like (laughs) sorry now I'm thinking of that gift that you post Rachel about with like the deer in the car like no time to explain just jump it but like instead like the deer is like throwing something at you all right gotta go like wait was that a deer in a car <laughs> and next up we have gabe aomi aka gabe and naomi so talk about a hashtag gabe aomi amazing surprise <laughs> While these two had plenty of subtle moments throughout the series that could be interpreted as shipping fuel, cough the old Norberg dip and magic with him. <laughs> Norberg Peace Prize was an absolute gem of an episode for any serious Gaber Omi shipper. Pining for someone special, family, that scene of Naomi sitting all alone on the dock of the bay, and Gabe comes in. <laughs> the drink of the Mulberry juice together at the end with Naomi's family. And of course, how can we not mention their dance together at the end of Coronation Day? <laughs> <laughs> I know, and at that Coronation dance, Naomi did not hesitate to pull him in a dance. I'm like, I appreciate a woman who gets what she wants. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And the expression we on her a face. Strong woman. <laughs> <laughs> she was not playing. 
Sure. <laughs> you know. And then so talking kind of in the spirit of Canon and crack ships, we kind of have one combined together <laughs> with from Sweetheart's Day, Armando and Marlena. Yes. <laughs> one we didn't know we needed, but became an instant fandom favorite. They are yes. so just wholesomely sweet. It just stole my heart. I don't know about you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yes. Like, I was just like thinking, oh, it might be Isabel for like a dance for Valentine's. And then they throw Armando and Marlena. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I so did not see that coming. <laughs> I remember watching that episode. And I think I tweeted, I'm like, is the, is the crew watching us? Are they getting into the crack ship spirit? Are we influencing them? <laughs> then in the episode of coronation day we had another kind of couple emerge that was both surprising but also at the same time like i can totally see it and so it was valentina and alonzo and i feel like they work pretty well together because when elena first meets them they both have kind of big egos but at the same time they're like <laughs> It's like almost kind of endearing after a while, like after they learn their lesson and kind of like go through a bit of character development, which is really good, by the way. Mm-hmm. It just it just seems like they would be a good fit. And not to mention all the things that happened between them in the episode, such as Alonzo taking that magical bolt for her and then that dance at the end. Mm-hmm. And also to make a note, until this episode, the fandom enjoyed these two as a plausible crack ship. But mm-hmm. when this episode aired it suddenly became almost more. And so that was very exciting for us. <laughs> oh. And they arrived in the same carriage. Oh, oh my gosh. So, oh, yeah, I forgot. So they what? Carpooled. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure they arrived in Valentina's heart-shaped carriage, but you know. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, it is a swanky carriage. Yeah. Fancy. <laughs> You know what I just thought of? It's so tough. But I'm like imagining if they're like, if they like get together and they're like together together, just like every hall in the palace they live in is just mirrors and stuff like that too because they can't stop looking at each other. Their own reflection. It's true though. Oh my goodness, those two. <laughs> I love it. It gets me every time when I think about it that, um, as soon as as he's turned into a donkey, like he, he doesn't even think he's like, yeah, I'm a donkey and I'm gonna kick this guy's butt. Run, Valentina! He just goes straight <laughs> oh. for him. Like, like he didn't struggle. He's like, no, I'm going for this guy. So yeah, that was adorable. But how much character to grow, growth is that for Alonzo? That's such good. That's such good writers. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, then we have Ixlan and Antonia. Man, girls that break glass ceilings together stay together. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, yes. I adore this ship so much. It's so great to see these two characters that came in in the show and to show how strong women can be. Honestly, no surprise that, that many ended up pairing these two together. But even girl though power. it was awesome. Yeah, exactly. Girl power. Got... <laughs> Buff girls got got to stay strong. <laughs> but even though it was awesome to see them both fight in the final battle, it truly was the dip at the end of Coronation Day that made this pairing so much better. Yes. Thank you, crew, so much. <laughs> I have this saved in my phone. <laughs> no joke. <sighs> well, I think like um, Ixlan too had like this genuine smile on her face too, if I remember correctly too. We haven't really seen her with a genuine smile. Oh, that just made me go, oh, oh. <laughs> As we can see, like, she I, really was ecstatic this time. <laughs> yeah. No, like her eyes were like, why? Like, I expected it to be the other way around. Yeah. <clears throat> like, mm-hmm. it was her dipping, but like, I guess that wouldn't have made sense culture-wise. But, uh, <laughs> sorry, now I'm getting into the Mesoamerican American thing here, but got to stop that side of my brain. But, um, <laughs> um, but it's, it's Antonia. The, the small one who's the one dipping and then Ixlan is yeah completely surprised not something you see in her face all the time so yeah I love that so much <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh we also have Gabe and Mateo got some development this last season uh, we really got to see them develop when these two um each got episodes where one learns the strengths of the other and learns to appreciate each other's passions and careers more <laughs> yeah, I love those two episodes. 
to the point that they both worked together to defeat Bully and YOLO. That was yeah. awesome to see. <laughs> the light-up sword. Can't stop thinking about that light-up sword. That the was lightsaber. awesome. Yes. That was awesome. <laughs> that yes. <laughs> but nothing says love like sharing a stone plaque when Kahu freezes them mid-high five. <laughs> Bro love forever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, and let's not forget, Elena may have supported this ship by making them hold hands in Coronation Day during that song. They're, like, both reaching out to her, and she's like, nah, you two go ahead. (laughs) Just a fun fact, their um, scene wasn't actually in the storyboard, so that was something they came up with afterwards. So I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't notice that. They're like... (laughs) <laughs> let's make them more shippy <laughs> yeah. it's not you shippy enough you get a ship everyone gets a ship, <laughs> gets a ship. <laughs> yeah and then the other part of the four amigos is elena and naomi and so they also have like kind of a whole best friends thing going on but then it could be something more especially given their beautiful heartfelt goodbye involving a literal ship in the episode <laughs> the last laugh like yes like I was like, oh my gosh, it was like so sad. But at the same time, it was such a beautiful moment between them. And I'm like, yeah, it could happen, you know? <laughs> I was like, they've seen the ship sailing away. Oh. Oh, I know. I felt it was bittersweet. So sad, but it was just, yeah, it was such a beautiful moment between the two. And it's just, I just love their friendship as well and how they've been through so much together. And yet they're still so close. Mm-hmm. And that's just really special. Mm-hmm. And next up, we have Gabe and Elena. And <laughs> although the Gabe and Elena moments haven't been as prominent in season three, they had a very special moment together in Captain Mateo, where it was Gabe that helped Elena calm down as they sang Love Always Together. Aww. And then next, we had uh, Francisco and Lisa in Sweetheart's Day, which was totally dedicated to their relationship and just, oh. It was such a roller coaster of emotions too. <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I love these two so much. They remind me so much of my um, my own grandparents of two, and they are like disgustingly in love even after like fifty years together. <laughs> oh, it's just like yeah. really actually I think they're like ult- Francisco and Luis are kind of like ultimate couple goals because mm. you don't want your couple just to get together. You want them to be together forever. So true. I know, and I when I rewatched this episode the other day just to get back into the feels, um, I forgot about Francisco at the end, how he got her like a million orchids because she is the love of his life. And I was like, Aww. oh my goodness, that is the most romantic thing I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> yes. Get you a man that does that. Uh, <laughs> I want yes. And you know what I loved was the fact that he tried to bake her a cake. <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. Like, the thought that counts. Yeah, but it's like Luisa's thing. So he tried to do like, like be like her and do, like, what would Luisa do? So I'm going to do that and failed epically, but it was adorable. It's the thought that counts, right? It, it is. Yes. It really is. Gosh, this is, um, this is totally a side story, but if I could tell a quick story about my grandparents that I got so reminded of this. Because um, there's this, like, because the thing with them, too, is, like, there's almost, like, this little bit of miscommunication because one's trying to be thoughtful and the other one's, like, doesn't know what to think. And so with my grandparents, um, I think around the time when they were early married, my grandmother used to make my grandfather a German chocolate cake, like, for anniversaries and his birthday for, like, every year for, like, 10 years. And then 10 years later, he's, like, you know, that's actually my favorite cake. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, he just, he just loved her so much. He just rolled with it for, like, 10 years. <laughs> now, if that isn't true love. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh my cute. God. My heart. <laughs> Louisa doesn't like orchids, eh? No. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, because we didn't see much of them. But then all of a sudden, with Elena's day off, 
you know, they got to work together and Doña Paloma admitted she needed him and he was so excited and took her by the hands and she was blushing. Doña Paloma blushed. <laughs> and then in Coronation Day, that little dance and the what happened behind the fan. <laughs> this is all true. And speaking of Doña Paloma, another one that we like were so thrown back with the AU episode with Esteban as king and Doña Paloma as queen. <laughs> what an AU trip that was. <laughs> I think I squawked out loud like, oh my God, what is that? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure yes. some people's dreams came true, so <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just wanted to drop a random fact because I just I didn't realize I could, uh, there was something that I knew. And I'm like, this is a Sweethearts episode. I got I to gotta drop this fact. Um, I recently uh, learned that in, especially in the Mexica or widely known as the Aztec uh, uh, traditions, um, at least back then, during uh, wedding ceremonies, the bride and the groom would tie their... Um, uh, let's say like they're how to say well they had a huipil and then they had a, a cape and they would uh it was like a, a huipil was like a clothing that the woman wore and they tried the toss they tie the cloth together during their wedding ceremony and for a second I thought I was like is that where tie the knot comes from I looked it up oh. and it's actually Celtic but like it's also used in so many different like cultures worldwide like it also could have come from Mesoamerica I don't know but yeah. In Mesoamerica, cool they it? literally, yeah, they literally tied the knot, <laughs> especially <laughs> with the Aztecs. So, yeah, Aww. the more you oh, know. That's, <laughs> so, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so now, because, well, we are just hopeless romantics, we would like to take the moment to highlight one of our collective podcast princess favorite chips. That's right. It's the ship that is responsible for bringing most of us together in the beginning. <laughs> Alito, Alateo, Matena. Mm-hmm. Now, while some of us may have been a teensy bit disappointed that we didn't get the Alito duet of our dreams, <laughs> there was still a ton of squirrel-worthy Alito moments in season three. Mm-hmm. And starting off season three, baby, is the insert battle buddies in Sister of Invention. Mateo's casting Jimoku, shielding himself and Elena. Then Elena grabs Mateo's hand, pulling them behind a rock. Um, Naomi on another part. And Naomi jumps on Gabe, pushing him out of the way of Ash's attack. And also, back to Alateo, that look on Mateo's face when Elena was falling off the lava cliff mm-hmm. was like, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> or when he fell to his knees. Ah! <sighs> oh, <yes>. oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I realized we're watching these episodes, how many times Mateo's move is like, she does something dangerous or she's in trouble. And he like reaches a hand out. He's like, no, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, and these are in no particular order. I think I just like typed up these points, like just like, oh yeah, then this and then this. So these are not in (laughs) chronological order, (laughs) y'all. So, moving on to the magic within, like, that episode, movie thing, amazingness, had everything. We had epic, magical battle against the forces of evil, which I loved. We had Mateo being there for yet another one of Elena's major, like, life milestone change moments when she fell into the world and came out. We and ha- there's jaw-dropping looking at that dress again. Yes. <laughs> also, you know, on a side note, the, the side-swept bangs that overtook the Kate fandom. <laughs> On Mateo's fun. one. Yes, Mateo's <laughs> side swept things. That was a thing for a while. Um, <laughs> I wrote a whole thing around that, so we're not going to go there for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we have, 
you know, Mateo being Elena's emotional support throughout the episode and beyond from the events of that episode. And then I would be remiss to mention once more, if I didn't mention once more, the power of love, baby. <laughs> like, yes. I think that was like the the squeal heard round the world from all LFAO <laughs> shippers in that moment. <laughs> and that picture is what Mr. Goober had on his Twitter header and we were all like, what does it mean? <laughs> the ultimate troll, that's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> mass speculation it caused it was great <laughs> alright so then going back towards the beginning of the season again with to save a sunbird we have just a bunch of little moments of support between them where he's like I've got you and then they have their puns together and then the whole yes dear line <laughs> I'm just like seeing like those little moments between them as they're do they're like day-to-day activities and adventures and stuff it just kind of builds up just like their relationship and like the trust and support they put in one another and it's just very beautiful and I love it a lot and I could talk about it for a lot longer than I probably should and so I'll let you know this episode was kind of like a small a small homage back to Island of Youth where they're you know babysitting adventures of mommy Lena and dad Teo babysitting the youth (laughs) Only this time it's with a sunbird. Yes. (laughs) And who knew that there was someone more chaotic than baby Esteban, baby who? (laughs) (laughs) All I can say is that they're going to make great parents one day. Just saying. They really are. A wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) A wink. Yes. Hanging them with like, what, nine kids or something? They can all help us get, all practice and get. I love it. And then um, in the last laugh... (laughs) Man, this one was great. Um, locked together in a dark room. <laughs> Man, what can happen there? Just kidding. But, um, sorry. Um, but, yeah, no, that was funny. It was just um, a funny moment. It was just, yeah, just pure, like, uh, sometimes the greatest shifts just have, like, those cute little, makes you laugh. They gotta make you laugh. You gotta have a good time. Right. I and Matai was literally laughing <laughs> across the floor. And then Lina's like, I'm just going to step over. <laughs> yes. It was just funny. And I think like in any other scenario, like it would have been like, ooh, what are they doing? But he was like under the spell and like acting like a, a laughing goofball. And so like, could you be any more annoying, Mateo? <laughs> and yeah, we love you. It just, it just solidified my headcanon that he's definitely a silly drunk. He yes! is a silly drunk. So <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And then, of course, on Birthday Cruise, we have Elena cannonly say, my friend Mateo. Mm-hmm. So there's an he- emphasis on my. <laughs> and just so the- I don't think she says that about the other people, does she? No. No. No emphasis. It was Doesn't fun. <laughs> Hand yeah. on her heart. Sorry, we we have our shipping goggles on. Don't mind us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you remember? Oh God, I think it was season two. Which one was uh, Naomi knows best? That was season two, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, my royal wizard. I just remember. Yeah, my royal wizard, Chancellor Esteban, and my royal wizard. I did not get over that any day. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Okay, so just as far as, like, just plain, like, visually shippy moments, I have to say one of my favorite moments, no, like, real development or anything as far as, like, emotions or whatever, but giant steps with the snuggles and the soft looks in the, um, in the council chamber, like, where he runs and, like, grabs her hand and is just, like, in her space. <laughs> They and they're here, just brushes past each other. Yeah. Like, you can't get closer than that. <laughs> and then they just never really separate. Well, they do when she goes to say hi to Naomi, but then all of a sudden they're, like, right there together again. And personal space, what even is it? <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, um, I think I remember posting this to the uh, Discord because I remember I showed this picture to Emily, my roommate and friend, who does not watch the show. And I'm like, Emily, out of curiosity, is this what friends do? And she's like, friends that make out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so next, uh, was it? Oh yeah, well, next we got Crash Course with oh, this one was cute. The Mateo and the flowers. Yeah. And just a lot of really soft looks between them. I mean, I just can't get enough of those soft looks. Yes. Yeah, I love the Naomi like finger guns, like as they're just like stopped staring at each other, like, oh, I can go get those for you. Oh, thanks, Ubu looks, and Naomi's like, yes, I can go too. Like, just very cute. Naomi knows. She knows. Naomi knows Mm Beth. Oh, Uh, oh, (laughs) canon. We love it. And then we also have another moment from Sweetheart's Day. I realize how much I'm talking about this episode, but I'm definitely a hopeless romantic because I did not binge watch Bridgerton in two days for no reason. <laughs> and we love you but, for um, it. but I mean, it's totally right. Well, it's funny to think about because you've got the um, you've got the you know the old ship of Francisco and Luisa, and the new ship of Armando and Mar- uh, Marlena. Sorry, the <laughs> word. Um, and then, oh yeah, no, we got total Elena and Mateo totally platonically in this episode. Don't even think about it too much. <laughs> Just, they've got the um, they've got the little return of the nose boop, and them being dramatic theater kids together. Uh, <laughs> too amazing. <laughs> and this was the closest thing we got to a duet with them. Yeah. Oh, oh, I just remember this too because I rewatched the episode. Um, shipper goggles on hard it was um when armando's singing his um song at the end for mm. uh marlena and at the point if you cut back to a, a just a um shot of elena and mateo as armando singing um you have my heart and hold the key what was the point uh, of that i'm now. just saying <laughs> <In me now. laughs> yes that soft look yes what are you trying to do to us with crew <laughs> yes definite shipper goggles but i love it <laughs> And then we get we go back to the Heart and Lightning Warrior. It's kind of their thing. Honestly, Becky could not have said it better. This was just the <laughs> this is the epitome of their relationship, and it's awesome. Yes. And everybody knows it now. Now Ixlang knows it too. <laughs> she doesn't get it, which is okay. No one gets it but those two. <laughs> It's kind of their thing. It's kind of their thing. But that smirk Naomi has too. She, she, there's some more connotation (laughs) with that line. Yeah. Naomi is the secret Ella Teo shipper. Right. Matchmaker. (laughs) I may or may not have had several drabbles (laughs) written based on that moment. (laughs) (laughs) And then. We also had their soulmates into Queen or not Queen because they also have a crack ship when the crew can also do an AU episode because they really are spying on us. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, Teo's line of, you know, like, we just met, but I feel like you've known me for my whole life is like so much like that quote that I see for couples where it's like, you know, I'll meet you in like a hundred lifetimes and in a hundred worlds, I'll always find and choose you. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. I think we all fainted around the world. Yeah, like, <laughs> did he really say that? Yes, yes, he did. It's a line. I were talking earlier how there are no limits to like canon, not canon, but like it's so hard not to look at this and just how not how is that not canon? <laughs> we pray. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it is what it is. Exactly. And every time. Every time the EUA crew heard us squealing around the world, they were just sitting there maniacally laughing the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) And also, there there was a, we went in that AU, like she, uh, Elena is going to Gabe and Naomi first. And she's like, like, why are these rules here? Like, like, you know, like this is all wrong. But the one that finally makes her go, like, this is wrong. I need to do something about this. It's when she sees, uh Mateo in that clown costume it's when she sees Mateo it's over Esteban is canceled we are hey, we need to do something to you yes like I I I think one of my favorite things like there's the whole soulmate thing but then let's not forget that Elena starts a revolution because Mateo is not living up to his full potential if that's not love I don't know what is <laughs> 
I expect that from my current boyfriend and nothing less. I'm just saying. (laughs) They've given us some high standards to hold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and let's not forget also that if Elena, if this AU was a real thing and Elena had stayed there, she'd be apparently hanging out in Teo's mom's basement. (laughs) (laughs) They just can't get away from (laughs) her. Love how the basement kept coming back. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> well they both lived together in either AU <laughs> was it Rachel was it you that said that that they both lived together uh, in was, either AU oh I wish I could take credit but I don't think that was me <laughs> <laughs> at least I don't remember <laughs> well somebody said it from the fandom and it was just like yes yes <laughs> credit goes to you I, I didn't realize that myself so it probably wasn't me that's <laughs> really good yeah <laughs> Okay, thank you for bearing with us as we got that out of our system. (laughs) Next up, we have a very special segment to share. We asked you to send us some of your favorite ships and tell us why you love them so much. So without further ado, let's hear what you all had to say. So the couple I'm going to talk about is a crack ship that I actually created last year for Ship Week and I fell head over heels in love with and is going to be a surprise to nobody, Carla and Marzell. I think what really draws me to their dynamic is the idea of this reformed bad girl and this sweet noble prince who is still very much naive though. So they have a lot to grow individually in their arcs, but also doing it together is just, ugh, gets me every time. And I love the idea of her sassiness and then his naturally flirty attitude, you know, clashing together. But there's still something so magnetic that continually draws them together. And I'm not going to lie, a small part of the reason that I do ship them is for Carla's happy ending of her getting this very loving family finally through her in-laws and having her true love of her life, which would be Marzell, of course. And, you know, the image of Queen Serena Carla is just so beautiful to me that I love it so much. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's Chrissy here. I just wanted to gush quickly about my favorite ship in Elena of Avalor, which, of course, if you've seen my Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Discord, <laughs> is Alateo, so Elena and Mateo. Um, I'm such a hopeless romantic. I just was instantly drawn to them in season one and their journey through season two growing together. And of course, them battle buddies season three. There was just so many little tidbits of shipping fuel scattered throughout the whole entire series, but of course, especially season three. Um, I just love their journey together and their dynamics and chemistry. And that little pit in season three, which was magic within, when <laughs> Mateo needs to tell Elena about love always. And he puts his hand up and, oh God, if he said because he loved her, I would have died on the spot. I think we all like screamed. <laughs> but yes, I'm just a hopeless romantic and I just love their dynamics together and always OTP Alito. Surprise, surprise, I came up with Ziania, a Maruvian OC I've paired with Estevan. Far-fetched as it is, I love when pairings each help each other learn something new or find something within themselves they didn't think they had. Ziania teaches Estevan to understand magic, that he learns to appreciate it, and eventually in return, Ziania finds love again. Hi, I'm Linda, and one of my favorite ships from Elena of Avalor is Esteban and Doña Paloma, but is it probably more like a crack ship? I think that best scenes of them are in the episodes My Fair Naomi, Three Jackwins and a Princess, The Incredible Shrinking Royals, and definitely To Queen or Not To Queen, when there was a funny idea that Esteban is a king and Doña Paloma is a queen in alternative universe. I like this ship because it's fun to watch it. They both have similar personalities. They both often want the best for themselves and they are teasing each other. That's courtesy in Three Jackwins and a Princess when Esteban says, I hate surprises, then Doña comes and cries, surprise, and Esteban angrily says, case in point. Or when Mateo spells Doña in ice sculpture by mistake. In this episode, it's just clear to see that Esteban is happy about that. So yeah, I think that these scenes make this ship so chaotic, and I just love it. Hey, it's Dex here, and my favorite ship has to be Elateo, if you haven't seen that in the server yet. Because they're the most... They're the only characters that are actually soulmates and can be considered soulmates. I mean, there's so many scenes with touches and looks and 
basically they're a dream team. They work together every single time. They don't leave each other. They, you have all the episodes to watch and see how many times they are put together in every episode. It's adorable. My favorite Elena of Avalor ship has to be Francisco and Luisa because I really love how they're, how they're still together after, after so long and how supportive they are of, of all their grandkids and ha- just I just love seeing their moments because they're really so cute they're really so cute together <laughs> my favorite ship from the Leyla and Avalor is Gabe Iobi this is my favorite ship because they show a strong bond towards each other just like when it was Naomi's Kinsei, technically she was 16. They danced with each other, and that was her first option. They danced for the rest of the night. And then, also, when Naomi was about to leave in season one, but she didn't, Gabe cried. And this shows that he was going to really miss her and her big mouth. And I also adore the episode they have that's just dedicated to both of them. And it's just them two and no one else. And also, I like that, in this case... That this is very adorable because it's just sweet. And I hope you liked listening to me. Bye. I suppose the main reason I became invested in Gabe and Carla, aka Gabla, as a pairing, was their dynamic and the room for character growth within their relationship. They both put up a tough front on the outside, but are soft on the inside and fiercely loyal to those they care about. Yet they also balance each other out. Gabe tends to be a little more rigid when it comes to rules and routine, whereas Carla can be a bit more spontaneous and open to bending the rules when she needs to. So, he's about 85% of her impulse control. Plus, they're both notoriously bad with their feelings, which I imagine leads to a lot of adorable moments in the crushy stage and the first part of their established relationship as each learns how to open up and be vulnerable with the other. On the more fun side, I imagine they like dinner dates on the balcony, dancing, and cuddling up with a fuzzy blanket after a long day. My favorite EOA ship is Gablena. I know this ship is now in the minority in the fandom, but regardless, I've loved these two together for practically the entire series. I really started to ship them after Prince Too Charming when Gabe told her, I'm always with you. In early season one, I'll admit, Gabe was a bit obnoxious and too protective of Elena, not to mention the obvious crush he had on her. But throughout the series, they both learned so much from each other, other than the protect the princess and leaping stag moves. Gabe learned to step back whenever Elena wasn't in imminent danger, and he realized that she was capable of so much on her own. Elena learned that stopping for a moment to think of a strategy would often lead to a better result than running right into a situation. And most importantly, Gabe's statement remains true. For the entire series, they were always by each other's side, ready to support and defend each other. And you can't forget about the adorable princess in the guard trope. Overall, these two had an interesting start, but they've learned so much from each other and have grown so much together, and they definitely have the potential for something more, or so my shipper mind thinks. Happy Sweethearts Day, everyone! My favorite Elena of Avalor ship is Elena Mateo. I love these two a lot because these two were together so much throughout the show, and they were together to solve so many magical issues. Also, they are very encouraging to one another, like in Spellbound, when Elena was telling Mateo that he had everything it took to be a royal wizard, or in the Jewel Maru, when Elena was so stressed about her test before becoming queen and defeating Shiriki, he told her that there's nothing out there that she can't do. My favorite episode with them was in Giant Steps when they were hugging each other, looking for Naomi with Elena's Arsite far- power. I also liked the Sweethearts Day episode because I loved how they liked singing, like what they mean, and, and just working together. Like, they are the cutest couple on Elena Babylor. My favorite EOA ship? Well, it used to be Elena and Naomi into Realm the Jackmans. Then it slowly ventured into Mateo and Elena. Now, since Coronation Day, it's James and Issa, which I admit is pretty cute. And if they ever get married, Sophia and Elena will be sister-in-laws. How cool is, how cool would that be? I just love Rafa X Victor as a ship. I mean, even though they've never met in canon and it's basically a crack ship, it still just fills me with joy at the thought of it. I mean, single mom with a son meets single dad with a daughter. Plus, they both love to cook. They're both fairly doting. I mean, I'm pretty sure they both have touch as a love language, as well as quality time. We've seen how they both act in the series, and they'd both make really great spouses, so why not to each other? Especially now that their respective children are becoming independent. Overall, I just think it's a really cute ship that also has some potential for drama. 
My favorite Elena Babbler ship is Aletheo because I love the chemistry they have, the way they look at each other, the small touches, even in episodes that have barely anything to do with them. One thing I really like is how Mateo lets Elena do what she desires. For example, in the realm of the Jackwins, Elena decides to go to Baestrea even though it is dangerous, but Mateo lets her do what she wants and his only condition is that he comes with her in case of anything. I find that really sweet because he's giving her freedom but also being able to protect her. I love how they understand each other through everything and care for each other on another level. How they're both there for one another in their darkest moments and have always been a team, since Mateo was the first person other than Sophia to meet Elena after she was freed from the amulet. Also the fact that Mateo's last line in the show related to the main canon. I just love them so much and I know for a fact I want a love like theirs when I'm older because it's so pure and cute. Oh my gosh, I'm such a multi-shipper, but the ship I want to talk about is Victabon, also known as Estictor. Not really, mostly just known as Victabon. Anyway, I don't know why I really ship them. They just have such an interesting dynamic and like they look... They go well together. Like, they have such an, a really fascinating long-term period of knowing each other. Also known as a relationship. You know, like, their whole lives. I mean, they went from childhood best friends to best friends to treason buddies and possible kind of sort of lovers, best friends, to enemies, to major enemies, to allies, to enemies, to allies, and potential friends again? Friendship rekindle? I mean, it's a logical step to rekindle their friendship and maybe turn it into, you know, something kind of different, you know, like, I mean, like, you know, it's a logical step. And there was so much tension in King of the Carnival. I mean, come on. So, as to Victor, it just makes sense. My favorite ship in Alina Babylor is Alatea. It is my favorite ship because it isn't like love at first sight. They cried and laughed together and technically grew up together throughout the series. And the emotional support they showed toward each other was extraordinary. Elena showed Mateo that he could be someone, and Mateo helped Elena control her powerful emotions. They were by each other through thick and thin. This is so sweet. Thank you for listening. So, I'm going to talk about Stoma. Well, when she gets to Bon and Johnny Paloma, the main thing that attracted me was the rich, at least I imagine, rich and fascinating idea of them working together under a tyrannical ruler for several years, but also what we saw in the show, the utter back and forth between them, the slap-slap kiss, if you will, and, of course, the telenovela trope, because they're so dramatic. And we got them in Incredible Trinket Royals. That was amazing. They teamed up and everything, even though it ended horribly, but... What else is new with them? It's perfect for them, honestly. And of course, in the alternate universe, they got together as king and queen, no less, which is not surprising. So yeah, it was great. My favorite ship from the whole series is definitely Francisca and Luisa, because they are just uh, really sweet together, and uh, after all these years, they still love each other very much. My favorite Elena of Avalor ship would have to be Gabe and Naomi. I ship them because of their dynamic. It's one of my favorites in the show. Uh, they're best friends. They tease each other, but they care about each other. And they're battle buddies. And sometimes they act like an old married couple. <laughs> I think My Fear Naomi was what got me to start shipping them. And then I loved Norberg Peace Prize so much that they kind of went up to OTP status for me. Their relationship is just really sweet to me. I am so excited to talk about a fandom classic and definitely one of my favorite couples, Esteban and Naomi, or older Esteomi. I mean, just the snark. I mean, they have the best banter, the best snark, that they are so entertaining to watch and definitely the most edge on your seat. Oh, I can't wait what they're going to say each other next. But even under all that snark, though, they do share a lot of genuine moments together, very soft, somber moments, as well as growth moments, whether it's one of them need to be humbled or one's confidence raised. It's just so unexpected, but they really do have a special relationship. So I definitely see their future relationship, their romantic one, as a slow burn, miscommunication to lovers relationship where they're very headstrong, independent people, but once they kind of figure out how to be on the same ground and on the same page, they would become such a power couple that no one in Avalor would be able to touch them. 
Hey, Millie here. My favorite EOA ship has to be just about punching to feed the force and Isa. I like this ship because it's just cute and the coronation they're dancing is really cute. And also, Tafia, James's stepsister, did save Avalor, so that's going for it too. <laughs> also, in sequence of Avalor, James goes up to the painting. I noticed him just being curious, but with a, a popular EOA doing with fate and everything, I 100% believe it's fate bringing him to his future wife. And I think just a cute dynamic dynamic of like a knight and a nord i am an old too so so he's a and like the, and like it's just such a cute dynamic and like who doesn't want to these shows whose fans of both shows to be connected even more by a male by a ship so cute and so loving all right well there you have it that was a really great variety, actually, of ships from throughout the fandom. And thank you so much, everyone who submitted. Um, it was just so great to hear from you guys. And it's nice to hear voices aside from our own squealing. So <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, I think that is about it for today. Take it away, Chrissy. <laughs> thank you, Becky. And thank you, podcast princesses, both new and old, for this Elaine amazing discussion. You girls are Elaine-tastic. And a special thanks to our guests, our honorary podcast princesses, Lady K and Lady R. Woo hey, thanks for having me again. Of course. Yes. And it was truly an honor having you join us today. From all of us at Podcast Princess HQ, we want to wish all of you Avalorans a very happy Valentine's cough sweethearts day <laughs> may you all have a yummy bowl of sweethearts day stew <laughs> and thank you to each and every one of our listeners all over the world we love you and appreciate you all so much and we can't wait for you to join us next time don't forget to follow us on twitter and instagram in between episodes for more discussion fun game and resources and as you will know by now we positively thrive on feedback from our listeners so if you find yourselves on itunes youtube soundcloud and spotify would love it if you'd take a moment and drop us a note okay i think that's everything <laughs> until next time guys wings up amigos bye bye, bye. hearts day buy a flower for someone who's special Treasure each delicate petal